Father, wrap up this Lord's Prayer, this prayer that your son Jesus taught his last bit. Lead us not into temptation. Repeating that with a little bit of confusion, wondering, what does it mean to go into it? And yet at the same time, I ask that the first name upon our lips would be Jesus, the author and indeed from the evil one. We turn to you for wisdom, not that you are the source of it all, God. When we look at the 150-odd people here, and we add up to you, the eternal one, the infinite God. So we ask, Lord, by your hope, John prayed in the pre-service prayer to open up our ears and open up our eyes that we might be able to work in our hearts today. Help us, Lord, to prayer and heart for you indeed. Be with us, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. We trust the Father. Do we trust the Father? Everything else that happens in life is interpreted through this lens of truth, right? We live as though our God and our trust in God, like this is the infinite eternal God that we say that we trust. Trials or temptations, whatever happens in life, everything that happens, anything. Now, purely from a logical perspective, perfect sense, if God is who we say he is, if God is who the Bible says he is, so we should trust him. And so the inverse of that, not trusting him, find this hard in life. Like I say it's easy, but we find it hard, I find it hard. And so we get taught in some way, hey, maybe it's not such a good idea to trust. Intentions, desires, it means that we So it makes sense that we might respond in this way. We might believe, and we might even believe these rumors and lies that we hear about God, despite what we know. Now you guys might know that I really like superhero movies. So you see these two humorous looking characters on screen. If you're not, he's this really good natured superhero. Really nice, you know, goes around town. His nickname is even your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Like, impressive. Like, this is going to really strike terror into Thanos, right? His nickname is, you know, helping old ladies cross the street and doing all this stuff. And the other guy, J. Jonah Jameson, okay? And he's the editor-in-chief for the biggest newspaper, News Stories, calling Spider-Man a menace, a criminal. It damage Spider-Man's reputation with the public. Like, people are reading this these newspapers, and they're like, oh yeah, he is a menace. And despite even Spider-Man saving some of their lives, they're like, yeah, but I know what the suspicions about Spider-Man's character. Now, in the first God the Father's character, we examined it together. We saw his goodness, his love. He's the perfection of all of these attributes, perfect in mercy and grace. But for most people, If you're anything like me, our own decision-making process, our own intentions, and we tend to be a little bit more since we wonder, well, they must have some sort of other motive. What's the catch? Thank God in the same way. We doubt his goodness. We allow ourselves. One of the easiest times for us to doubt his goodness is during trials, 
there for a moment. God is in control, never out of control. Reason for every test. There's a point. In our lives, there's ex- events, experiences that our father faith tests. But the evil one, Satan, at the very same time, to destroy our relationship with God, to shation. So the temptation comes to doubt God at his disrespect on his name rather than honoring it as holy. If you've been with us at New Life for a little while or if you've read at least a little bit of the first part of the Bible, Genesis 2 reads this. The Lord God planted a garden in Eden. The Lord God caused to grow out of the ground every tree pleasing in appearance as well as a tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So here we go. The setup is ever created. It's a garden of abundance, goodness, this tree of life, this mysterious tree of life in the middle of the garden. Tree of the knowledge of good and evil. The Bible goes on. And the Lord God commanded the man, you are free to eat from any tree of the knowledge of good and evil. For on the day you eat from it, you will certainly die. Trust to humanity, to flawed humanity. And implicit with this, trust gives humanity the ability to say yes to God. Gives us a way to prove our case out of love for us so that we might be able to show our love. It's not a choice if we can't love him. It's not love if we don't have a choice. All the wild animals that the Lord God had made, he said to the woman, the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden. God said, you must not eat it or touch it or you will die. In fact, God knows that when you eat it, your eyes will be opened, that the tree was good for food and delightful to look at, and that it was desirable for a... She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. So the serpent comes and asks this really insidious question, way this word, like the way this sentence is worded, this question, it's so, it puts the suggestion in their heads and gives this illusion of relation is there. The seed of doubt sinks in and then the man and woman's goodness and character. Our great high priest with our weakness entirely. He's the one who faced this temptation, turns tests into temptations. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion. Jesus teaches us this part of the prayer, which reminds us of one of the most fundamental truths come our way, events or experiences in life, and the Father's intention, and the evil one has the opposite intention. The way, though, just continues on over and over. Look even at this previous example with Adam and Eve. Even though Eve is right in answering, with suggestion, it's already sinking its tendrils in. Do you see this? Look at this for comparison. But about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden, which is the tree of life. Or you will die. The verse says, and the Lord God, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for on the day you eat from it, you will certainly die. 
Like, what happens with that words? These are the things that define our lives. It's the opposite of God's desire for us. Without trusting God, we have no fullness of life, we have no tree of life, we have no The meaninglessness of this broken life that we now have is found. But what happens with Adam and Eve and the redemption that comes through trusting in him? The prayer that Jesus teaches us is to recognize that the evil one is grow into a greater fullness of life, that we will be set apart on God in this prayer. God, don't abandon us to the temptation. Now this should be easy. Even when there being times in my life when I would wish that there was someone that I could just trust. Visions of life. Have you ever thought this? Like, this became a bigger wish, especially after I made Man, I just wish there was someone trustworthy that would just make decisions for me and then I would just do it. It should be easy because our God is unchanging. He's the same. God is spirit. He's infinite, eternal unchangeable justice, goodness, and truth. And if we know to trust him. You know, not long after we were met that I had with my wife, Bora, we got into this long, quietly yelling back and forth. You know, when you quietly yell, you know. And I remember I said something, I can't remember the exact wording, but I said something like, I'll never forget her reply. Jesus, why would I intentionally hurt you? Like, why was my suspicion against her? You know, I understand there's misunderstanding. If I was that suspicious, why would I marry this woman, right? It doesn't make sense. Yes, we're sinful people, God. But why would I forget that we're on the same team? We doubt the intentions of those closest to us, and this extends our Father in heaven. Isn't this senseless, not only on our decision to believe in this person and their word, the character of the one that we're trusting in. If we know that they're not trustworthy, it doesn't matter, does it? Is he trustworthy or not? Do we trust God by rightful and loving and kind? The ever-changing circumstances of life. One, that he'll get us through it. So in the face of tests, we pass through them. The Bible tells us in 1 Peter, you reach, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief, more valuable than gold, which, though perishable, is refined at the revelation of Jesus Christ. There's two processes mainly that people use to refine gold to its melting point so that the impurities would separate away from its impurities. And the proven character of your integrity, the test to reveal your true nature and your character, it, of course it's painful. You're melting away the impurities of life in these times or will we give in to the evil one's temptation? to bring dishonor and disrepute to the evil one go about turning tests into temptations. These are the methods that he uses. These are the methods that he uses. So I've got four different, number one, he sows suspicion 
He gets us to doubt God's goodness. Positive command of being free to eat anything except say you can't eat from any tree in the garden. He intentionally gets rid of certain words except one. And he makes us think, hey man, God loves us while Satan seeks to destroy us by causing us to forget generosity and his goodness. This suspicion is gonna grow light. So he's gonna get us to focus on the negative. So from sowing that suspicion, if I can't eat from that one tree, then I guess I don't really have the positives, the life that we have. The evil one will point out the negative. How many times in life do we think, man, if I don't have this one thing, so God is either not good or he doesn't exist. And so we try all sorts of ways to get this one thing rather than listening to our God. And so it makes sense that Satan then gets us to test God instead. God to prove his love in some way of our choosing. Oh, give this to me. This isn't love, it's manipulation. You really love me, you'll do this. It might not be love. He will not be manipulated by us. Imagine, and he comes down to our level. He does something for us. Would we really be satisfied? He gives you the deepest desire of your heart. What was my deepest desire at age 16? At age 18, constantly looking for the next thing. We'd look to get him to jump through the next hoop because we're never satisfied. This naturally leads to us flipping the order of things. So Satan, finally, gets to take our lives into our own hands and not see God as sovereign, he whispers, telling us, you know what, God can't be good if he's keeping this from you. It looks good in your sight. Trust yourself. What should be ours, to grab hold of whatever thing or person we want, God, because we are trying to be God instead. If you still live with your parents and you go home and you try to parent them, believe me. So how do we beat the, try to have more faith, try to have better faith, it's all on me. That's some other religion. We can only enter in through true faith. Life is all about, tells us this. Here is a moment today in the, the testing of your faith back to your own works. You must see faith for what it is. By itself, you by itself. It's who we have faith in that matters. Very simply, our need for a savior. Because we can't save ourselves. Is the one that saves. He's our providence. And all of our needs are met in him. And all of our identity finds its basis in him. Ask the Father for deliverance is because Jesus knows like how many of us struggle with the same thing year after year. We can only be temptation by a faith that points to the one who beat temptation. The one we have faith in. It's not about our faith itself. Complete wrath against sin on our behalf. And he's the only one who can stand in the fire, perfect and beautiful, 
with no impurities to be melted away, ejected to this fire. Where we would perish to the impurity of our hearts, the utter depravity of our hearts, yet by pure righteousness for our sins. The impurities of the refiner's fire. I take a stone, gold, comes out as pure gold, I say choose. Praying. Why don't you join with me in prayer? Father, as we approach the end of this model prayer, help us once again to turn back to the way that we entered in the family. Help us by faith in Jesus. We can the Bible you tell us before you. By our foolishness, we would choose death every single time. He has tasted death on our behalf and given in these times of testing, in these times when we can't face the refiner's fire on our own. Enough to recognize the temptation of the evil one. The evil one schemes, we still choose that path. When you test us, don't allow the evil to rescue us instead. Rescue us from his evil schemes and help us you in all that we do. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and lead us not into temptation, but deliver.